What's good everyone? Here we are again with another episode of Grab Don't Slap. For today's lineup, we got the usual squad. We got Jason, Royce, Zach, Josh, and myself, Patrick, talking nothing about but basketball. In today's agenda, we're gonna start it off with some trade deadlines. We got some winners and losers. Let's mention some winners right now, guys. Who won the biggest in this trade deadline? Oh man, one of our favorite times of the season, the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, for me, I think a winner would be the Denver Nuggets for getting Aaron Gordon. Absolutely. Yep, that's exactly who I was gonna say too. <laughs> I mean, it was a steal. Dude, yeah, for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and some, well, they got some first round picks too, but Aaron Gordon plugging him in into that, um, into that already like legitimate lineup, starting lineup for the Nuggets, he, he's like, he's meshing really well so far. They needed another scoring big, and there's your, there's your other scoring big. All right, I got, a, I got a question. Do you guys, well, the the Nuggets are already a playoff lock team. Do you think this makes them like a contender? Yeah, I mean, this is just going to be a bloodbath. But yeah, they can do some. They can make some noise. They're better than last year's Nuggets in the playoffs. I agree. I think I actually agree with Zach too. I think this makes the Nuggets like a legitimate contender because the way the starting five's playing with like. Jokic leading the way with MVP like numbers. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. stepping it up um, as long as he's consistent. And then, you know, Jamal Murray and the rest of the squad do their thing, dude. They're, they're looking really good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think now I think if the Lakers are fully healthy, LeBron and AD are fully healthy, I don't think they can win. I think they can give them a run, though. Um, the Nuggets can give the Lakers a run. But if someone on the Lakers, AD or LeBron, isn't quite there yet i think i can see denver winning that series like oh they'll at least give them problems at the very oh, yeah. least yes but i think if someone on the laker if lebron or ad isn't fully healthy yet i think that's when i can see the nuggets uh squeak past them and make the finals yeah i'm excited to see the nuggets in the playoffs yeah you know, i actually had another winner that was actually the opposite side of that trade the orlando magic really well they're doing the yeah. rebuild i mean they got rid of everybody they wanted they seem to get a decent return back in terms of picks and everything. I mean, they were going to blow the team up regardless. So, this is the 12th so decade. What are well, they? Winning? I mean, Royce, they've been re they've been rebuilding since they got rid of Dwight Howard. <laughs> I don't when, know. When are they going to figure it out? Like success, obviously, but for doing what they wanted to do, and those players seem like they play are happy to be gone. <laughs> So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the magic one. I would say the players who used to play for the magic one by getting dealt the better teams. That's fair. Like I feel like their best player is probably like Terrence Ross. <laughs> Which isn't I mean, if maybe if Jonathan Isaac wasn't hurt. That's that's right. Like that's he's another their best thing player. Yeah. Forgetting about him. When he comes back, that team will be a little different. Not like it's different. gonna be about five wins different. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they're not going to be different the, for a while, Royce. Yeah, it's going to take them a while because, you know, Wendell Carter is still young. He's got a lot more, you know, to work on. Same with RJ Hampton. So he's going to be nice. 
And RJ then Hampton once... and uh, sorry, Pat. RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony could be a nice backcourt in the future. Yeah, they still they also still have Markel Fultz. I forgot about that. He's oh, that's right, player. man. Poor Markel Fultz. I'm saying, man. I'm telling you, they could be a surprise team next year. You never know. You never know. Not next year. Maybe, I don't think maybe, maybe year. in a few years. We'll see. In a few years, for sure. Their coaches I mean, don't know how to coach. Their front office doesn't know how to front office. And if those two can't get their act together, you can only... I can't see good things happening with the team. So once they start like getting their shit together for once, since Dwight Howard, then they might get back on track. Because yes, they have good players, but if you ain't got shit else good about it, what are you going to do? Oh, Royce, going off of what you said, um, I wouldn't say the Magic are a winner, but Nikola Vucevic and the Bulls are a winner. That's a winner. Trading a winner. from the Magic. Getting traded from the Magic to the Bulls to help Zach Levine out. Now that is a winning trade. 100% agree. I think they were the biggest They were the biggest winner for me, the, uh, the Bulls were, for this deadline. I think that's huge. Kind of, They're kind of just... You know, now they're saying, hey, Zach Levine, like, you're our guy. We're going to bring stars in around you. We're going to try and make this team revolve around you now. And uh, they're going to try and make some runs. So I love to see that. As they should. I don't think this is going to solve all their problems, but it definitely solves, you know, a big one, yeah. which is a good scoring big. Yeah, so the Bulls, are, the Bulls are 20 and 28 right now. They're in the 10th seed. Um Yes, this trade definitely helped. I think this is going to make them a much better team going forward. But I think to get their team to the next level, they either got to make a run at Lonzo Ball in free agency next in the summer or trade either Lowry or Wendell and make get, get a good player. I, I agree with you, Jason. I think they need a legitimate point guard to really tie the team together. Uh, unfortunately, Kobe White is not not there yet. Um, and I don't know if he will be, but if they can get like a legit point guard to like help help Zach Levine run that team, then they they could actually make a playoff run. Speaking Kobe about White, Kobe ahead, White's man. not very consistent. Like he has some short spurts. Like he'd be scoring a lot or like doing a lot of work, and then out of nowhere, he's back to like his first year Kobe White. You know who would look really good on the Bulls? Me. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you could be benny you could be benny in kobe white's defense he's only 21 years old yeah so. oh yeah there's nothing he's he got potential still still yeah potential there but uh you were saying jason who do you think would be good for the bulls um Devonte graham oh or terry rosier that's see, it's one of the two who who does uh who does charlotte give up they gotta give up somebody Rozier. that's no that's a great I think I think that's a great idea. But yeah, if one of them ended up in Chicago, or again, I'm saying Lonzo Ball's gonna end up there, but one of those two, they gonna look good. Yo, the Pelicans are losers though for not trading Lonzo, and because he's basically gonna leave for nothing now. Like they they goofed, they goofed. Uh, yeah, I feel like they could have gotten something good for him had they traded him. Oh hell yeah! So that's my thought was that they wanted to keep him and like keep working with him but i don't know i guess we'll see um i think we're gonna have to mention miami oh absolutely do you winner they got oladipo without giving up uh robinson or or hero yeah 
that's a win. That was definitely the biggest steal of the deadline. They gave up here. Let me, I'm looking at it right now. They gave up Kelly Olinick, Avery Bradley, <laughs> who I didn't even know was on the heat, if I'm being honest, and a 2022 draft pick swap. Yeah, robbery. The Rockets just gave Victor Oladipo away. Like, here you go. I mean, that's where you want it to go, too. So it's a win win. Win win lose for the Rockets. <laughs> I mean, but, no. Go, Pat. I mean, Oladipo still needs to get used to that team. It's not like uh, how he got traded from the Pacers to the Rockets and he started playing really well. Right now, like, I feel like Oladipo is still getting used to with everyone else because there's a lot, a lot of scores in Miami and he's going to be, he's going to need to be one of those guys eventually too so I, I think the, getting, oh sorry go ahead Royce the Rockets getting fleeced like that is something I should have mentioned before when I said the Magic were winner because that's the only reason I was saying they were winners is because they didn't get just completely fleeced like the fucking Rockets did hold on it's like the Lonzo Ball situation do you give do you get something or you lose them for nothing yeah exactly and they I mean they got something you know, they didn't just get nothing. Walk at the end of the year, and you know he's going to get his hundred-plus million-dollar contract mm-hmm. in Miami. Yeah, they have left after that, like, Bledsoe, I think. Yeah. Do you get something for it or nothing? But here's the thing. If Oladipo can, like, met, like Patrick said, if he can mesh with the Heat, dude, and provide some scoring and, like, some good defense, the Heat are, the heat are contenders again, especially in the – very poor east where they're already the fifth seed they got a good record now yeah dude so if if victor oladipo starts contributing like like how like you know like we know he can the the heat are going to be scary man for sure um i have i don't know why did i put i put the clippers on my wind who did the clippers get again Rondo. Uh, Rajon Rondo? Rondo. Oh, yeah, that's why. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think Rajon Rondo is a great pickup for them. I mean, again, oh, shit. They finally have a game manager instead of Kawhi and PG that can't manage a game, to be honest. They can win a game. They can't manage one. Yeah, Rajon Rondo is a good, um, a good leader. So to have him on the Clippers to help lead that team, that's, that is a good, that's a good one. And they finally dealt Lou Williams somewhere where hopefully he will be utilized better. Lemon Pepper Lou! He looked okay tonight. I mean... I know, because he's on a team that will utilize him properly now. What about tonight? That was some bullshit. (laughs) Um, One team that I don't know how we haven't mentioned yet, who is honestly probably the biggest winner of the trade deadline, is the Warriors trading Brad Wanamaker. Ah, Yes! Yes. Oh, you're absolutely right, Zach. Oh, we're losing. I was going to ask if you could call us. Who cares? No, Zach. No, no, Jason. Moving Brad Wanamaker is a win. I don't care what we got for him. It was a win. He's playing better in Charlotte than he did with us. Is he he really? What a fucking asshole. asshole. We were all going crazy in the group chat talking about when we traded Wanamaker, we were stoked. And then Josh goes, I love how we all don't even know what we got in return, but we're all just super hyped that he's gone. <laughs> and now he's playing better. What a fucking asshole, dude. He pulled a Blake Griffin, played like shit for one team. And then once he goes to a different team, it's like he just turns it on. 
Oh, we're gonna have to talk about that later. How these players are acting like they suck, and then when they get where they want to be, the back to premier form again. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of speaking of the Warriors, actually, watch Marquise Chris come back from injury and start going ham in uh, San Antonio. I'm gonna be pissed about that. Um, oh, so, yeah. uh, losers, and I think y'all know who my biggest loser is. I know who you're gonna say. Fucking Celtics. Yep. Oh, the Celtics. Yeah. Oh, you don't you don't like them getting <laughs> Evan Fournier? <laughs> Time out. Danny Ainge, you daft. Mo- what? How did you should have got Vucevic? That makes you an instant contender. It makes you better. Like you might actually get to the finals if you had him. But no, I Vucevic, gave- or even if they had gotten Andre Drummond, or Aaron Gordon, or Aaron Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Any of those would have. You were absolutely right, Jason. Would have made them contenders. It's like. You know your issue. You don't have a good scoring big. Daniel Tice wasn't cutting it. Literally the day before the trade deadline, you watched him miss a three to win the game. And Vucevic probably would have made that shot. You know who they traded Daniel Tice for? Oh, he went to the the Bulls, right? He went to the Bulls along with Javante Green and Troy Brown Jr. The Wizards got Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutcherson from the Bulls, and the Celtics got Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner. There you go, Jason. The Celtics are my biggest loser of the trade deadline. It's, oh man, it's not even close. They're like it just, it just bugs me how like. Agreed. I mean, don't waste Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Please don't waste them. Yeah, I didn't think they needed another shooting guard. I mean, like, I'm not, like, he's not playing that bad. He went five for nine, four for five on three today. But, like, you need a good, good big. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think necessarily getting Evan Fournier is, like, a complete negative. But it really, it's more of what they just didn't do is what's is what makes them the loser. That's the only reason why I bring it up. It's what they didn't do. And this whole Danny Ainge, <laughs> he's the OG, um, pick fetish guy like we think what's his face in Oklahoma is Danny H been doing this for years hoarding these picks for what you ain't getting no big out of it god let's just give him Kevon Looney might as well right please please god please for uh, Robert Williams right (laughs) yes oh god I would that would oh my god please that'd be so much better he's actually playing he's playing decent at the center spot not as well as Nikola Vucevic would have, or Aaron Gordon would have played, but. Oh, um, I had these all on my uh, losers list. Funny enough, the Hornets are on there because of, um, because of Wanamaker. <laughs> but, <laughs> Even though he's playing better now. But I have the Cavs, Spurs, Raptors, and Pelicans because they all lost players to buyouts and, and, and incoming free agency. The Cavs and Drummond, mm. um, the Pelicans and Lonzo. Oh, right. The Blazers are a winner, too. They got Norman. Yeah. Norman. yeah. That is actually a really good That's a steal. For them. Yeah. I mean, for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. I'm, I want to see Gary Trent Jr. do well. Yeah. For moving on, especially for a team that. Oh. Um, you know who else is a 
You know who else is a loser? That's why I had the Raptors on the list because of Kyle Lowry. I was gonna say, how do you guys oh, feel? They, because they didn't deal him. They they should have they should have bid on something because now you're gonna lose him for nothing. Because he's the this is a contract year, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think he goes? Miami. Miami, really, yeah. Miami, oh man, Miami would be. I mean, he doesn't even have to do that much. He just has to facilitate. Exactly. That, that'll oof. Man, Miami would be amazing. Uh, I was gonna say maybe he goes to the Spurs. Is this Dragic's last year or no? Who? Dragic. Is this his last year too or no? I don't know. What about goes to Boston? And then Boston trades Kemba for a quality big man. Yeah, Jason said that a couple weeks ago, actually. Did you? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, just do it. Just just fucking do it, man. God, I'm the, the, the Raptors and the Celtics both could have been winners had they made that trade. What the Raptors um, get, though? Uh, they get Kemba. Oh, yeah. You're right. I it's forgot a good Kemba swap. the Celtics. <laughs> I heckle forgot about that guy. Dude, he used to be one of your favorite point guards. Yeah, in Charlotte. In Charlotte. Kemba, cardiac Kemba was in Charlotte. Now it's... Man, he wasn't no cardiac Kemba in Charlotte. He was cardiac... He was... Yeah. But he was scoring like 40 plus... 30, 40 plus per game in Charlotte. But... He he had to. I yeah, feel... there was no one else in that team. <laughs> Except for Batum when he was doing well. <laughs> Very briefly. When he was a Bobcat, he played on the worst team in NBA history, right? Yeah, this is true. They won seven games. Yep. <laughs> um, another loser, I would say we mentioned it earlier, the Rockets. Yeah. For for trade well, I mean, like Jason said, they traded Oladipo for something rather than nothing. But I mean it's just a little above nothing. <laughs> Oh, on the yes, they're a loser at the trade deadline, but since they're so crappy this year, they're gonna be in the lottery, and this is a great draft. That's true, and they have Kevin Porter Jr., which they can build. They can build on. And Christian Wood. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, they could build at least, unlike the Magic. They can. <laughs> right. They can go Jalen Suggs. They can go Cade Cunningham if they get the one pick. They can go Jalen Green. All those three players, they fit real well into that system. Please, basketball gods, let the Warriors get the Timberwolves pick so we could pick up Jalen Suggs or Jalen or just one of the Jalens. Give me Jalen Green. I think Jalen he- Green, Jalen Suggs. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of trades and what happened, we had a potential trade, uh, between the Warriors and Nets. Funny how the Nets are dealing everything to win the chip this year. Um, they were, the Warriors declined, um, Oubre Dinwiddie swap, but Dinwiddie said that the Nets, uh, denied that trade. Who's telling the truth here? We don't know. But the fact of the matter is, would y'all have been okay with that trade? What would y'all have wanted? I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Is he still hurt? 
Yeah. Yes, he is. He tore his ACL last year, right? Or was it this no, year? No, this season. Beginning oh, of the shit. season. Yeah, see? Well, that, and then we just don't need another guard. I mean, I don't think. No, no. Well, I mean. Hold on. Stop it. We do need another guard. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, Royce. We need a backup point. Well, we have Jay's, We have Jordan Poole, but. I like Nico, man. I'm sorry. I'm a Nico. Yeah, but he's a dude. He's bad right now. I don't like Nico actually, but that's he's a, 19 I, years old. You guys need to relax. <laughs> is Poole not a point guard? He is. Suppose point guard. But Ooh. if we get Dinwiddie, then I mean they'd probably put Poole at shooting guard, backup shooting guard. No, they'd still keep him at point. I'd put Dinwiddie at the two. They really? Could, it's again, we're in positionless basketball. Yeah, that's true. Dinwiddie's more of a scorer than a facilitator, anyways. And I'd rather have Poole, who is a more facilitating player, facilitate. But yeah, send Nico to the G League. But yeah, that that's to address that shit. He needs to develop more. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my that's what I'm saying. Like Nico's young. He's a rookie. He just needs to develop. He'll like, get better. He's one of the players that should have stayed in college another year. He wasn't a one and done. I agree with yeah, that. I agree. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but that's why he should just—they should keep developing him in the G League for now. Yeah, and who? When are we gonna see Justinian? But that's another story. So, um, if we were to trade Ubre, would we? How would we have felt if it was Ubre for Gordon, straight up? Oh, Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would have been totally fine with that. Yeah, I would have been fine with that. I I wouldn't have been fine with the Dinwiddie trade though. I don't know. I'm I'm not. I haven't given up on Uber. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for next season. Um, hoping that he'll be okay with coming off the bench. Um, if, if we even keep him next season. Yeah, no. If we keep him, but I feel like I I feel like he'll want to stay. I I hope. I feel like he can just become kind of like another Iguodala, you know, um, off the bench, uh, defending, hit the three. See, that worries me because of what he said after the trade deadline about him he says he's more than a bench role player yeah i know and that that is that that is scary um but i uh i hope he can um you know agree and come off the bench because i think that would be perfect um for us um but I'm not, I haven't given up on him yet. I don't want to give up on him. I think he's still, I think he'd be great leading a second unit. Um, if he yeah. really wants to win something. There's, I think we should still keep him if we can afford him. Mm-hmm. And figuring out that, figuring out that lineup's going to be fun. But he's a valuable asset to the team once he just, you know, gets, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's him. Once they, once they figure out that synergy, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be good for our team. But I don't know what the hell's going on now. Uh, speaking of, well, we'll wait and see. You know, come off season, what happens with that? Um, I do hope we keep him because I like. I agree with Zach. I haven't given up on him. I think he could be good as long as he like. You know. <laughs> stays humble <laughs> uh but speaking of affording people the buyout market that also played a part in the trade deadline some pretty big names got bought out 
and move to different teams, such as Andre Drummond. Who is still injured, right? Is he still injured? Or is he, he okay, so he got, he got bought out by the Cavs and then signed with the Lakers, which was disappointing. But, um, yeah, he played like five minutes and then bruised his toe and then had to go out the rest of the game. So what a debut that was. Was it against? Um, I don't remember. Bucks? Was it? Yeah, it might have been. He couldn't defend uh, Giannis, that's why. <laughs> he stubbed his toe defend, trying to defend Giannis. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about Drummond to the Lakers? I mean... <laughs> You're talking about your Warrior fans, my man. I know. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the beginning of the season, the Lakers stacked up, right? stacked up in quotations all the lakers fans out here saying man lakers are stacked it's over we're going back to back and next thing you know the nets show up start making moves they're like we're about to get this chip we're gonna have a squad and now the lakers fans out there are like we got no one we legit got no one guys (laughs) we only got lebron and ad and then now i'm asking like what about the stack team that you guys were talking about that you guys had by pulling Wesley Matthews? Who else? Who else was it? Who else do they have? You can't you can't pick up Wesley Matthews and say your team is stacked. That those two things don't go together. Like I don't get it. Like you gotta keep the same energy. Just because you got some hurt players doesn't mean like you guys are not stacked anymore. I mean you guys never had a stacked team in the beginning except with. for AD. Yeah. And LeBron, that's really about it. But you guys got to keep the same energy. Jeez. Well, I mean, now with Drummond, this kind of backs that up a little bit more. Because, you know, de- depending on which Drummond shows up, they could, it could be it could be a problem. Yeah, if they get a 2020 Drummond, then it's an issue. Yeah, but if they, but yeah if they get 2020 drummond along with healthy ad and lebron that's that's a huge problem it's a big help to you considering that the fact after lebron got hurt montrez harrell is pretty much their best player to be fair now that they get drummond at least they get some sort of help with those two guys out All right, yeah, so Drummond to the Lakers. Another big that actually got bought out, LaMarcus Aldridge from the Spurs. And where did he go? The Nets. <laughs> surprise, surprise. New Jersey. Another player to the Nets. Damn, everybody want a free fucking ring, all right? I get, I guess this is... This is just ridiculous. I mean, I know... It was bad when the Warriors were stacked, but I feel like this is just as bad. No, see, the it was fun when the Warriors were stacked because we were looked at as the villain. Now this just looks like some shit. <laughs> and let's not forget that the Warriors drafted three All-Stars. Yeah, we really only added KD. And hold on, hold on. And nobody wanted Boogie. Yeah, exactly. Because he was a liability. Exactly. They can say whatever they want about Kevin Durant. That that's that makes sense. But uh Man, dude. <laughs> and, 
like Lamarcus Aldridge, like he's he's older, but he could still he could still like provide like some good minutes. Yeah. You so know that's, who's hating? That's what makes this so much tougher. You know what uh, group of people was hating on this uh, whole Lamarcus Aldridge thing? Also, the Blake Griffin. Let's add that into there. I think we know. The Lakers fans. <laughs> they were like, they were like, man, Blake Griffin and Lamar- Lamar- Lamarcus Aldridge are washed. They're not going to do anything for that team. They kept saying that. They kept trying to fool themselves into thinking that the Nets are garbage. I said, shit, let's hope THT actually take you somewhere then, huh? <laughs> but these guys are actually contrib- contributing to the team, even though they lost today against the Bulls. Shout out to on that actually. team. Let's go. That was crazy to see that. I mean, KD's injured, but everyone else was there. No, Harden wasn't there either. Harden oh, Harden wasn't there? Wasn't there? That's oh, why. I wonder. Yeah, it's Kyrie's guys. fault. Hey, I mean, we know what happens when it's Kyrie alone. I feel like we've rarely seen the Nets with all three of their guys. Yeah, they've only played seven games together. I, I felt like it was even less than that. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> They're no. just saving them for the playoffs. I mean, which makes sense, but yeah. I mean, one day we're gonna have to break down the whole resting just for the playoff shit because that's stupid. But it is stupid. But we can talk about that some other time too. Oh man, yeah, the Nets are the Nets now. So don't forget. Well, hey, we got to balance power somehow. The Clippers got boogie. Oh, that's right. The Clippers. They did. Yeah. So. The Rockets bought out Boogie, and now he's signing a 10-day with the Clippers. No. On the Clippers. Wait, what? He's pretty much on the Clippers. They know they're just going to let him. <laughs> Why sign him to a 10-day, then? Because I think that's protocol. Is it? After the trade doesn't, you know. Oh. Then probably oh. sign him. If he's not too much of a risk, sign him for the rest of the season and go from there. But Yeah, they should. I mean, I think Boogie deserves to be on a roster. He was putting up good numbers in Houston, man. That's why I was surprised when they decided to shut him down. Yeah, people in... Well, the, the Rockets are obviously going for Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Once good they, idea. <laughs> once they got rid of James Harden and then P.J. Tucker, blow it up. But yeah, um... Hey, balance the power. Does this make the Clippers any better? Uh, depends on if Boogie can plug in and provide solid work like he did for the Rockets. I mean, do you think he can? Yeah, I think he can. So, in that same, um, with that said, yeah, I think it makes him better. Did he play today or not yet? No, no, he, not, not yet. yet. Tweak. Oh, another guy that got signed, our guy Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah, I oh, forgot yeah. about. Oh that. my god, I forgot about that too. Signing a ten day with the Pelicans. There you go. Working stand up. Ridiculous that he's not in the league. Dude, I really, I really hope he is healthy and he can start like putting up some numbers again, man. I would love to see that. Love to see Isaiah Thomas do well again. It's gonna be the backup point guard, right? Yeah. 
I don't know who else the Pelicans would have <laughs> at pack well, up. Eric Bledsoe. Uh, I thought he plays the two. The two, doesn't he? Who cares? Isaiah Thomas. Let's let's go. Yeah. Man, I hope he can. I like I said, I hope he can do well. I would love to see Isaiah Thomas do well again. And again, it's Boston's fault too. Yeah. Yep. God, everything's Boston's fault. That stupid ass city. Yes. <laughs> if we have Boston fans, be mad at me. I'm also I'm related to New Yorkers anyways. I always think Boston sucks. <laughs> oh, get mad at me. But yeah. Boston ruined Isaiah Thomas by playing him when he wasn't healthy, ruined his entire career, and now he has to be on a 10-day when he can hoop. Like I said, hopefully he's feeling better, and hopefully that shows on the court because I really want him to do well again. Damn shame, but glad for him to be back. Glad for him to be back. Yeah, man, he deserves it. I think we'll have to go, we're going to have to look up later a list on how many people that should be in the NBA that aren't in the NBA. Like I'm sure we can find a lot of names. Like Nick. Oh, I know one name is Zach Hernandez. Dog, you can't guard. Oh my <laughs> God. Stop it. Stop it. I can't wait till we start hooping again. <laughs> then you gotta have to, you ain't gonna have to back up that talk, Zach. What? <laughs> we're gonna have to guard. We're gonna have you guard Jason on every possession. I you guys you guys make me guard Jason on every possession anyway. It's not gonna stop <laughs> because you keep saying shit like this. <laughs> you gotta back it up. Oh, remember you're on the list, Zach. Oh gosh, don't, don't what the? You I don't even Royce? know. Royce, this is Andrew's on the list too. Andrew's <laughs> oh god, I miss Andrew. We need him. We need him to come back and guard Jason too. Yo, Andrew needs to make a cameo on this show. We gotta get the man on. Absolutely. He's never <laughs> talk on this show. Yeah. And, you know Andrew's not talking on this show. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a lot of players that can definitely be in the league. Just the league is stupid sometimes. Would you say Al, Al Horford should still be in the league, even though he's going to be sitting out the rest of the season? I think that's a damn shame. He could contribute somewhere. They Why didn't they deal him? Because it was after the trade deadline. Well, they should have dealt him at the trade deadline. I mean, he's basically getting paid to just practice with these OKC young players and training with them. Doing? So I he's mean, getting a break. Hold on. If his contract isn't a one year, then it's totally fine. I don't I'll remember. put you down, and then once we get to the off season, now I can actually trade you. Instead of oh shit, there's a limit on what I can do for the time being. Who yeah, knows? Who would have wanted him though? He's got a big old contract. Does he really? Let's see. Yeah, they gave him a bag. Not OKC, right? But um, whoever he was with before. No, he signed with OKC though in the off season. Oh, oh did he? Did he? Yeah. Then I'm tripping. What? Oh. Well, his previous him? contract was huge. Then never mind. That was totally wrong. His previous contract was the four-year 110 mil with the Sixers. Oh. Wow. He's not still on that? I thought he got traded there. Hold never. on. I'm, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Figure it out for us. He's on contract until the 2023 season. So, yeah. They're, they're... It, is the still, it is still the same contract then. Yes. Oh shit! It's the big one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Patrick's right. He's getting paid a shit ton to just sit around. 
<laughs> yeah, and they're gonna trade him. So like, they're gonna trade him in the offseason. That's a good Should point go. Zach brings up though. Who's gonna take on that contract? Somebody, the Celtics. The Celtics. Or... <laughs> uh, but he was, <laughs> he back. left the Celtics for the, for the Sixers. Back. Maybe he knows that Danny Ainge ain't shit either. Oh my goodness. What He's a playing well with the Celtics too. I'd even be fine with him on the Warriors. Yeah. He'd be better than Looney. I mean, not for that much, but yeah, I would I wouldn't mind having him instead of Looney and anyone instead of Looney, but yeah, Al Horford could contribute to the Warriors. I want to know who uh Al Horford's agent is because I need to talk to him for any of my dealings because holy shit. He's doing a good job. <laughs> Sixers to give him 110 mil. I think he Sheesh. can be anywhere I decide to work. A bag. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, guys, moving on to... Oh, what were you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Moving on to a different topic. Um, Are stats stats in the NBA, like, do they actually hold a lot of value, guys? What do you think? I mean... Yes and no. (laughs) Elaborate, elaborate, Royce. No, I think for a player like Curry, yes, it does matter. For a player like maybe <laughs> Russell Westbrook, maybe not so much. You gotta, you gotta elaborate on that. Yeah, you you can't just why. drop two names and say one one has meaningful stats and the other doesn't. Well, Westbrook's out here dropping triple doubles. He's dropping what forty point triple doubles. But are they doing anything though? No, the wins aren't amounting. Oh, recently they are. <laughs> Where are the Wizards on the standings, though? I mean, they weren't high to begin with, but they're up from 14 to 12. Wait, what? Oh, position. Oh, I thought you. Yeah, meant... standing in the Eastern Conference. I thought you meant 14 to 12 wins. It's like, that's not a jump. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're at 17 and 31. <laughs> oh, so yeah, you scared me for a second. <laughs> it's all good. They're only. Uh, okay, they're like. The trash. They're like six games out of playoff contention. No, I realized. Eight games. I don't think stats are meaningless. I think they just get overhyped, though, with certain players. I think I, I would agree with that more. And because we're in such a fast-paced era of basketball, you're going to amass these stats much quicker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, 40-point yep. triple-doubles. You're seeing 20 rebound, 20 assist games. Anything like that, that's just due to the nature of the game now. So... What in 2008 2010 teams were barely scoring 100 points. Now the average team scores like 110 to 120 points. Like that's a drastic difference. And you get more possessions to do all of that. Yeah, you're gonna have these things. So yes, it's it's a yes and no. Yes, these stats do mean something, but they're definitely a product of its time. Yeah, because growing up, I think Rondo was like one of the only few players I saw getting triple doubles. Oh, back when he was on the Celtics? Yeah, not like like super consistent, but like he was getting a good number though, you know. I I don't remember too many other players. I'll say, you remember in like the mid 2000s where a triple double was like the biggest news on like Dude, it was the holy grail. Of course, exactly. And then now we're here and it's like literally everybody gets a triple there's at least one triple double a week. <laughs> at least. And in some cases it can come down to a triple double a night. Yeah, no, that's, yep. I, I would 100% agree with Jason. Like, 
nowadays triple doubles are kind of just like you know they don't hold a lot of weight because a lot of people been getting them um when you're getting them and your team is winning games i think it's it's great but like roy said if you're dropping these flashy numbers and your team is still sitting at the bottom of the conference then it it doesn't really mean anything well we can say that and it definitely is apparent for the Wizards season with russell westbrook but if we go back to his mvp season i think they had if russell westbrook at, had a triple double in a game there's a 90% chance they won that game. If he didn't get a triple-double during that season, they were most likely going to lose that game. So in that season specifically, he had to do what he had to do, whether it was a collaboration between them, the front office, and the bigs to let him get rebounds. We will never know. But his stats in 2017, he definitely had to do it for them to win. Now it's like, okay, we get it. You can grab a rebound, you can pass a ball, and you can get a bucket. How does this how does this make the Wizards better? I agree. I, I don't know if I don't think it should be completely disregarded though. I still think, you know, it's still not easy to do. Um, especially as his stat line the other night, 35 points and 21 assists and 14 rebounds. I've seen some people just kind of brushing it off, and I don't think it really should be brushed off i think yeah it's not necessarily translating to a lot of wins for the wizards um but then again there are a lot of players who haven't won much in their career we don't really say they have empty or meaningless stats well here use this for example just off his stats what he had 35 points right yeah and 21 assists yep just do the math on that that's at the lowest that is 76 points or something like that because 21 assists times two, we'll just say they're all twos. 70 something points directly contributed from Russell Westbrook. And in today's era, that's more than half your team's points. So yes, the numbers do mean something, but if you, here, I'll throw out a player that his stats, you can, I think you have a better argument to say meaningless. And again, I think the word meaningless is pretty harsh, but you can make the argument that Carl Anthony Towns' stats are more meaningless than Russell Westbrook's. Because what have the Timberwolves done since he's been in the league? Yeah, that makes sense. And I kind of agree how you said meaningless seems a little harsh. I think that word, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that word, the whole meaningless stats narrative. I'm not a fan of that. Some guys don't win games, like you said, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Russell Westbrook. But... I don't like the whole meaningless stats just because I like how, I mean, they're still putting up these insane numbers, these great numbers. And yeah, they are not translating to wins, but this stuff's not easy to do in a uh, NBA game to put up these stats. So I'm not going to disregard these stats from anybody or Russell Westbrook. I'm not going to disregard them from Carnathy Towns. Uh, yeah, also think about it. You're 0.00001% of the world that can do this. Yeah. Um, what 30 teams 12 players per team we'll just say there's 360 players you're you're one of 360 players and you're one of a select few that can actually contribute that much it's not meaningless because 
you're one of a select few that can do something this incredible. But it does it contribute to wins. That's the better argument instead of the word meaningless. Yeah, yeah, the word meaningless shouldn't be used. I yeah, that's what I I think you're right about that. Um people should stop saying that. I mean, is stat padding a thing? Stat padding is for sure a thing though. That happens in every sport though. Yeah. It's easier to stat pad in basketball than it is to stat pad in football, baseball, soccer, hockey. And that's not even close. Yeah. Pat, you just go to the Wizards. <laughs> oh. Carlantine Towns. <laughs> no, you should go to the Knicks. Yeah. With Julius Randle. Yeah. That would be nice. Let's go, Knicks. Let's knock these Nets out of town, huh? Now, just to shift gears here, let's go back to our beloved Warriors. Let's touch on this season. A lot of ups and a whole lot of more downs this year. <laughs> this season? Uh, yeah. This whole season is a ups. down. <laughs> you know, and it's all starting to come back to our boy, Steve Kerr, getting a lot of heat on him. There's been talks of giving him the boot like we did Mark Jackson. How are you guys feeling about this? Here. Mark, I don't know what happened with Mark Jackson. I'm not necessarily sure why he got the boot. I don't say I agree nor disagree with it, but Steve Kerr is not coaching the same team that he coached in 2017. He's coaching a drastically different team. Your play, your star players are older now, and you're running without one. You're you're running with a whole bunch of young guys. And I don't want to say the word misfits, but you're running with a whole bunch of parts. You're not using your number two pick correctly. Your um, your bench player, your rotation players that are actually like producing positively, you're sitting them out a bunch of games, and your confidence boosting players that are a detriment to the team. Anybody in the right sense of mind would have been like get out of here what are you doing yeah because with mark jackson i think it was more him in the front office who were disagreeing i think that's like what was going on it was some petty shit but yeah your your touches on the rotations and everything like that that's definitely some key points to bring up yeah, yeah. i don't know steve Kerr's bugging me yeah, Jason, you you completely explained that perfectly. I mean, everything you said is, is the truth. Now, if we were to fire Steve Kerr, I'm not going to say I'm totally against that move because I'm not, but it's not like we can just go hire some random Jamoke off the street, you know? I mean, we got to replace him with somebody good. Um, so that's why I don't think Steve Kerr is the worst coach in NBA, but uh, I think there he, he needs to make some adjustments, which is one thing that he absolutely never does is make adjustments. Um, if he wants to stay on the team, if he wants to coach his team, he needs to fix something or else. Here, how about utilize the most game-breaking player of all time more? Yep. How about use Steph Curry? Like, when there are games when he averages two assists and three re- I saw this on Twitter, so shout out to the person that said it. But when dude gets two rebounds and three assists, you know what that means? 
It means Steph Curry didn't have the ball in his hands enough. Let Steph create. Like, it's like the same thing that's happening in Seattle with the uh, Seahawks. The Russell Wilson versus uh, Pete Carroll. The let Russ cook. Let Steph cook. Steph is obviously one of the greatest basketball players ever. I think we can make that argument. Let him do what he needs to do. Don't take the ball out of his hands. Don't run plays without Steph Curry touching the ball. Even if they're double teaming him, they're face guarding him, whatever. Steve Kerr, figure out a way to get the ball in Steph's hands and live and die by that. You won three championships off it. You are okay to live and die with that. Yeah, totally. And I think what you said about earlier about um, this is a different team and that's huge. I mean, back then, I mean, we all could have coached them. Any of us could have coached a team with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. I mean, how hard really was that? I um, mean, look at Brooklyn now. Do you think Steve Nash is coaching? Yeah, exactly. It's just honestly go out there and play, kick it to this guy. And then if he's not open, kick it to this guy. I mean, it's pretty simple, but this is a team you, you've got to you gotta you gotta coach you gotta do something you gotta do your job and i mean now we're seeing it i mean this is him actually coaching and he's not doing a good job like losing to the if anybody if y'all watch today's game we shouldn't have lost this game inserting steve inserting steph down five with six minutes left was ridiculous if you're up one and you have damian lee at the free throw line shooting another free throw put him in there keep the momentum and go um discipline is a coaching thing too why why the hell okay Steph had I think zero fouls today Draymond had one foul today and the rest of the team had 25 fouls oh my god (laughs) Jesus that's a coaching thing where's the discipline yep that, the stupid turnovers, man. Like some of the turnovers that were happening today. Timeout. Turnovers have been a. The Warriors have had a turnover fetish for years. Yeah, that's true. It goes back to like. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to 2016 when Steve Kerr first took over around that time. But yeah, they have a turnover fetish. But it get it looks even worse when you're losing like this. Exactly. Like it's more. At least, at least when you're winning, you kind of play it off like, oh, they're not like. You know, they're just kind of like being free for all out there. But like when you're kind of getting your ass handed to you and you're doing stupid mistakes like this, it's just not a good taste. And I don't want to sound too negative, but we can't just sit back and be like, oh, things will be different when Clay Thompson's back. Does Clay Thompson being back automatically fix the issues of the coaching? No. No, it doesn't. It may allow us to win a couple more games just based off of pure skill and ability and, you know, the synergy between the core three. But that doesn't answer for JTA, Jordan Poole, Oubre. Oubre has a great game and then Wiggins doesn't. Um, Mismanaging James Wiseman, who is a freak athlete, but you want to put him in the post like... I don't know, Vladi Divac or some shit like that. He's not that. Like understanding your personnel, putting them to putting it together properly is so huge. And we're obviously seeing that is such an issue tonight. 
And you can just go watch the articles, that are, the tweets coming out about the players. Steph doesn't even know what to do, how to fix things. That's not a good sign. And the, the team we have now, I know we didn't have Steph or Draymond that game, but that team has, we have no right losing that game by 53 points and being down 61 at some point. That I mean, the team, the team isn't that bad. You have guys with skill. No, hold on. Without Steph Curry, they are what? You saw the stat, right? Yeah, like a, one of the worst offenses of all time. But I'm not, I mean, who is that necessarily to blame? We have good players on the team. We Andrew Wiggins can get a bucket. Oubre can get a bucket. I mean, these guys, we have no right, no business. Why are we losing by 53 points? I mean, that, that I, I feel like that comes down to Steve Kerr not making the right adjustment. I'm not saying we should have won that game. I, I went in there fully expecting to lose, probably by like 15 or 20. But losing by 53 is... Ridiculous. That's, that's, that's absolutely tragic. Think about this tonight. Steph Curry had 37 points, five rebounds, two steals, one block in 37 minutes. And they lost. If you hear a stat line from Steph like that, let's usually chalk it up as a win. But no. That we lost that. Yeah, just real quick though, to end things off. Do we just tank overall though for the season now? Or like see, I hate this whole notion of tank because how many please don't waste Steph Curry's years left. God no. Or please. even Draymond. Like even Draymond's years, like I would have traded Draymond for a lot of pieces recently. Mm-hmm. I think what makes this team go is Steph Curry. He's the difference maker on all facets. Yes, Draymond is a glue guy. Yes, he's our vocal leader. Yes, he's a very big part of the team. But if, when you average six points, Steph Curry is what makes... Steph Curry is the Warriors' culture. Without him, there is no Warrior way. There is no... There is no Warrior team. Yeah, I think they should, instead of tanking, they should take this time to really, like, experiment, you know, like, work on just moving on the court. Like, you don't need to tank. You got, like Zach said, they got pieces and talent. Take advantage of it and not necessarily just give up and, you know, just throw the whole season away. No, the issue is we know what works. It's just Steve Kerr's inability to actually implement what works maybe he needs to be disciplined (laughs) (laughs) no yeah him in the front need to have a real reality check and be like dude what are you doing wiseman isn't a post-up center yes he can do it but just run steph curry's most deadly thing ever is spamming the pick and roll just spam the pick and roll with a seven foot athletic center and that's buckets galore but no, we don't want to do that. I just pray he doesn't destroy Wiseman's development next year or the years to come. That's all I want, man. Just don't do that. Please, no. No. And I totally agree with Pats. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Let's just try and experiment. Let's see, you know, what lineups to run, what what plays, what adjustments Kerr needs to make. For I mean, whole season was a this whole season was a test. Yeah, and, and we weren't winning games, so I guess we just kind of he's got. And I think the biggest thing is James Wiseman figure out 
secret is figure out um how to use them properly and i think that's the biggest thing yes it's going to be very important if we somehow get that pick from the timberwolves that's going to be great for our future but don't don't sacrifice your already all-time talent for what we don't know for that intangible for that some shit we don't know that's true that's true i guess we'll just have to wait and wait and see how things go yep well we should probably wrap up yeah let's wrap it up for tonight um make sure to follow us everywhere you know instagram tiktok stay updated with everything uh guys for listening yep we'll be back soon Dose. See you later. <laughs>